Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. To all my listeners, please go to thedifferentbook.com and pick up a copy of my new children's book, Different. 10% of every book sold goes directly to the cystic fibrosis charity, Emily's Entourage, which is searching for a cure for a unique mutation of the cystic fibrosis gene. I recommend Different to children ages five and up. Growing up as kids, we sometimes feel like we don't fit in with everyone else, whether it's our curly hair, a mole or freckle we don't like, being too tall or too short, the list goes on. Different teaches kids that we all have our thing and everyone is different, which means being different is normal. I'm very excited about this book and want to give as much as I can to Emily's Entourage, so please pick up a copy for your kids or grandkids or friends' kids and help me spread the word. Check out thedifferentbook.com for all the details. And if you haven't yet, please rate this podcast five stars and leave a review. It all really does help. to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah! Uh! Hope you're having a good day. Let's start the pod. What's up, everybody? I hope your quarantine is going great. We're we still quarantined. I don't know. We're open. We're not open. Who knows? So uh, today, what I'm going to do is I'm a comedian. I used to be a comedian until there's no more comedians. Uh, not allowed to do comedy, uh, at least in my state of California. Nothing's open. So I'm going to tell a lot of comedians tell stories about, oh man, I killed at this show. I killed so hard at this show. I crushed. I'm murdered over here. I'm killing the blah blah blah. But one of the funniest things, uh, and I'll say this as a comedian, is when a comedian bombs. And I don't care who your favorite comedian is, we all bomb in one way or another, and some bomb more often, and some bomb differently, and some don't consider it bombing because it's, I learned something, I've heard, I've heard some famous comedians say that. Well, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to tell one of my favorite stories about bombing. It's not the only time I've bombed, but it's probably my favorite story about bombing. So this... Uh, I'll take you back. This was 2000, 2005. I think it was 2005. And I had been doing stand-up for a year and a half, maybe. Maybe less. Like When I started doing stand-up, I would do like two shows a month. I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a comedian. I'm doing, I did two, two shows in front of a total of 18 people. So I'm killing it, right? So I don't know. I've been doing stand-up a year, maybe a little over a year. And I had, I, I was fortunate, or I don't know, big picture how you would look at it, but I was fortunate enough that I guess at the time, uh, a manager from a, from a big management company, he's like a junior manager though, he saw me at a local contest and he really liked me. So he told me he was my manager, he told me I was an official client, that's a whole different story, but I wasn't an official client. He was doing what was called hip pocketing me, which is, uh, you know, you think somebody might have some potential, and then so you kind of help them out here and there when you can, unofficially, but, you know, they're not a client, but you try and help them out, see if they get, if they get something, then boom, they can become an official client. But I didn't know any of that. Anyways, so I think I'm an official client of this guy, who cares? So he hits me up and he said, 
hey, I got this gig for you. And he goes, it's a hell gig. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm so young, it's like any gig I would do. The third show I ever did uh, was at a swap meet in Santa Fe Springs, California. And it was in front of probably 500 people. And I'm guessing half of them maybe spoke English. And it was not a stand-up show. It was a talent show. And I had to go on after you know, the next Selena performed. And then there was like some little boy who was like a break dancer who was awesome. Little girl who could sing. It was amazing. So anyways, and I just, I, that was not a good show either. That was the third set I ever did. So my point is, I'm just trying to do whatever I can do. You know what I mean? Like I'll do any, I'll do any gig. I don't care. And it paid. So it's like, I'm doing all these gigs for free at the time. So when he told me, he's like, hey, it's a hell gig. I was like, all right. I go, what is it? And he said, it's a bat mitzvah. Okay. A little background. If anyone doesn't know a bat mitzvah, is when a Jewish girl, like it's like her bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah is like the easiest way to say it, like when a Jewish boy becomes a man or something. So this is a bar mitzvah, so that means for a girl. I'm Jewish and I was bar mitzvahed. I studied for like 10 months or something, like really hard. And you have to, what I had to do was you have to learn all these different prayers and all these different blessings. And you have to learn a haftarah and you have to, you know, read from the Torah, all these different Torah portions. And it was a lot of work, right? And uh, a lot of people who don't know Jews are like, oh, Jews are all rich and it's just a big party. Well, some Jews have a big party, some Jews don't have a big party. But anyways, my point is, it's a lot of work, right? It's not just you get a big party. So I went to a conservative temple, that's what it's called, which is basically the easiest way to explain this. Now, this isn't going to be a whole Jewy story, but the easiest way to explain that is conservatives like mid-level, you know, like orthodox. Those are those people, the Jews you see with like the payas, the payote or whatever, the... The curly hair is going down. They have the hats and they wear the shawl, the prayer shawls, you know, and they have the talluses around their waist. So that's like super, I guess the easiest way to explain it is like, that's like super Jewish. And then I went to like a conservative temple, which is kind of like mid-level, intermediate, I guess, strictness. And then there's like reform and reconstructionist Judaism. And that's kind of more relaxed. Like they'll play guitars and shit in temple, which my temple didn't do that, right? So anyways, enough of that. So I said... I said, look, man, I go, how long do I have to do? And he said, it's a half hour. You have to do a half hour set. Now, I, I could do a half hour set, obviously, now, piece of cake. I could do a bunch of mul multiple different half hour sets, right? So I said, half hours. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like a year into stand-up. I don't know if I'd ever even done a half hour straight. You know, maybe, like a bar show? Maybe I did? I don't know. So, yeah, maybe I had. I don't know. But it wasn't, like, solid. I'm crushing for half. It's great stuff. And a bar mitzvah, I had been... I was, I was bar mitzvahed. I had attended many bar and bar mitzvahs in my life. So I'd never seen a stand-up comedian at any of them. And I never can even imagine myself, like, the type of comedian I was back then. It was, like, I only performed at bars, comedy clubs, on like off nights, and then have like kind of amateur night type stuff. So I'm just thinking, like, this is a bad fit. And he goes, it pays $400. And I said, look, it, I wanted that $400. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'd never gotten paid $400 at that point to do stand up, and I wanted it. But I was not about to fucking ruin this girl's bat mitzvah because I knew I was gonna bomb. I knew, like, I'm like, how, like, in what world am I gonna do well? at this bat mitzvah and it's orthodox. Like, I don't know if I'd ever been to an orthodox, maybe when I was a kid. I think I, I think when I was a kid, I went to an orthodox bar mitzvah. And the only reason I remember is because I remember crawling on the floor and in one room were men and in one room were women because orthodox, they're very strict. Men and women can't pray together. So I was like, 
this is not good, right? So I said, look, I go, I don't think I should take that gig. You know, as much as I want that $400, I don't think I should take that gig. And my manager, whatever, at the time he goes like, you know, the lady wants to talk to you. She said, she saw your picture and she said, you know, you're a cute Jewish boy and that's all she wants, which makes fucking no sense at all. What sense does that make? When someone looks a certain way so they can do a half hour of orthodox bat mitzvah appropriate stand-up? So I was like, all right, I'll talk to her. Get this lady on the phone. She's like, hey, oh, yeah, you know, I talked to, you know, Bill. This is my manager. She's like, and so excited. And I said, look, miss, I go, I was bar mitzvahed. I don't think it's appropriate for me to be at this at, at your daughter's bar mitzvah. And she's like, no, you'll be fine. And I was like, what, like, what is she basing this off of? You know what I mean? Like, she didn't see a tape of me doing stand-up. And I said, look, I go, I've only really performed at, like, bars and you know AA meetings and NA meetings and, and comedy clubs like I don't I didn't even bring up the NA and AA meetings but I did used to perform at a lot of those so I told her straight up I said look I go this is not a good idea to have me performing your daughter's bar mitzvah and I kept telling her that and she kept saying you'll do great you'll do great you're such a cute Jewish boy I saw your picture and I was like what? I didn't say it to her but I'm like what the fuck does that have to do with me being able to do stand-up at a bar mitzvah so I said, I said, okay, and you know, it was 400 bucks, right? And I'm sitting there like, this is, you know, not good. But I told her probably like four times at least, four or five times, like, I shouldn't do this. Don't book me. Book somebody else. Get a juggler or something, you know, get a clown. And oh, and I said to her, I said, look, I go, I, you know, what about like content? You know, do I have to be clean the whole time? And I swear this lady goes, don't worry about it. Anything goes. Anything goes at a bat mitzvah. What? So I said, anything goes. I was like, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs and what are you talking about? And she goes, my daughter's heard it all. Don't worry, my daughter's heard it all. Anything goes. And I said, what about the other kids? What about the old people who are there? Like, there's, all, there's people besides your daughter that I could offend. She said, don't worry about it. Anything goes. So I'm sitting there going like, she said anything goes, maybe I could do a half hour. So I get there, I took my roommate at the time, because he just, I was like, he's like, I gotta see this shit. And uh, so we go there, and she just kind of like parades me around the party for hours. Like, she's just like introducing me to everybody, like, I don't know what she was thinking, it's as if I'm like a celebrity or something. She's like, this is a comedian, he's gonna perform, this is a comedian, he's gonna perform. I'm wearing a suit that didn't fit. Still have this picture. Um, I meet the the bat mitzvah girl. I think her name was Jacqueline. And it's just like she's like, get some food, eat. And I'm sitting there like you you know as a comic, you just want to go and do the gig. You don't want to hang out with the audience forever and then go on stage. So I go on stage. This lady finally tells me I'm getting more and more nervous. My anxiety's crazy. It's building as it as it's going because I'm looking around like everyone's like no one wants this. It's in a huge ballroom. So even in even like this day and age where I could do, you know, obviously a good set and I've done corporate shows and, you know, and all, and all sorts of shows and settings where it's not ideal for stand-up. Still like a huge room where the tables are spread out and the ceilings are really high. Even if you're doing really well, it sounds bad because, you know, the laughter just dissipates into the air. The sound just evaporates into the air. It doesn't bounce off the walls. People aren't closely packed in. You know, you hear like chuckles. You kind of see their faces. Anyways, so... <laughs> 11.15 at night, p.m., 
she puts me on stage and there's like a band I remember. The dad, by the way, this dude is like, who the fuck are you? Cause he didn't hire me. So he's looking at me like, what? What are we about to do now? Stand up for a half hour, you? The party's over, like the party was over. The kids are tired, they're sitting like way back against the back wall. Um, there's a big huge dance floor in the middle, no one's on it, just like some people are at their table, some aren't. And I'm up on this big stage, they introduce me, and the dad has his arm on the stage, he's just looking up at me, judging already, right? I mean, he was right to do this, he was right to judge, it can't be mad, he's not a dick, he's, I shouldn't have been there. But he's looking at him, he's got his arm on the stage, like very much like, this better go well. So I'm sitting there going, I'm gonna kill some time, I'm gonna buy myself some time, and I'm gonna just, you know, bullshit a little bit at the beginning, you know, to because I have to cover 30 minutes. I'm more concerned about the 30 minutes. So I get up there and I go, first thing out of my mouth, I'm like, hey everybody, uh, you know, give it up for Jacqueline, she was bat mitzvah today. Some people clap, not everyone's really that into it. And then I, uh, I go, so, I go, how'd you do at services this morning? Because like I said, that's why I told you a little pretext at the beginning, you had to, my temple, you had to do a lot of shit. You had to, you had to, you had to read a bunch from the Torah. You had to learn a half Torah. You had to do these blessings and before and after all this stuff, right? You had to speak about what the, 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 the Bible like, or the Torah would have saying that day, you know, and everything and the message you took from it. So that's the first thing out of my mouth. I'm like, I'm gonna kill some time with this. How'd she do? You know, whatever. So I go, hey, how, how, how was she at temple this morning? And this old lady goes, what's your problem? And I was like, Fucking not how I thought that I thought the response might be she was great or like tell some jokes, but not what's my problem. So then I was like, did she did, is it because I said temple? Maybe now I'm all worried because they're Orthodox too. I'm like, these people are more Jewish than me. So I go, uh, or more like practicing, you know? So I go, uh, I'm sorry. I go, synagogue. I go, how was she at the synagogue this morning? I thought maybe they wanted like a more formal word than temple. And she goes, w what's the matter with you? And I'm sitting there thinking, this is like the first five, 10 seconds I'm on stage. And I'm thinking, why won't someone tell this fucking old lady to stop being so rude? Clearly she's being rude, right? That's what I'm thinking. Nobody says shit to her. Everyone's looking at me like, what's going on here, buddy? And so I go, what do you, what do you mean, what's uh, my problem? I go, how, how was she reading from the Torah this morning? Because that's really what a bar, bar mitzvah is. You read from the Torah, you know, it's, a, a, it's the first time reading from the Torah. Uh, in front of the congregation. And uh, she goes, we're Orthodox. I'm the same as you guys, like, okay? And I, so I said, I, I bet she, she probably, I bet she was great. Like I, I tried to like turn in, I'm like, I bet she was great, right? She was great. And she goes, she's a girl. And I'm like, I know, I go, I'm so sorry. Did I say bar mitzvah? I said bot, right? I said bot. <laughs> no one has my back. Like the whole room is just like, this dude is eating shit. Like he just started. He hasn't even tried yet. And he's already at like negative a hundred, you know? And so I go, did I say bot? And she goes, we're Orthodox. She's a girl. She like keeps repeating this. I have no clue what this lady's talking about. So I said, what? I go, what's going on? I go, how was she when she read from the Torah this morning and she was bot mitzvah, but I bet she was great. And then she goes, we're Orthodox. Girls don't have to uh, read from the Torah. She said something like they don't, they don't read from the Torah. And then I just go, to be, to be bat mitzvah, they just become bat mitzvah when they hit a certain age, and I go, 13, and I go, what? And I go, so she just got this huge party for nothing? I ate shit. I think I did 27 and a half minutes or something. I think I, I remember pretty clearly, I think it was something like 27 and a half minutes, something like that, 27, 20 minutes, maybe it was 26 actually.
I'm, yeah, I'm being too nice on my, to, to myself. I, I probably did 26, 27 minutes. So this, this is where the story gets, this is the end of the story. Uh, definitely bombed. There was like one table who liked some of my jokes, but there were a lot of tables, okay? The kids were looking at me the whole time like, I don't understand what he's doing. Like, what, is this what comedy is, you know? And like the old people were like, ugh. Like when I'd say something, because I, I was a little edgy, I was young, you know? Like 19, 20 years old. So then uh, the lady said she was going to pay me at the show. That was like the deal, right? And then we have emails. We have, a, you know, with, she has emails with my manager. She told me over the phone, like all this stuff. That's $400 that she would pay me. She had a check for me that night when I got off stage. So, I'm, I mean, it doesn't feel good to bomb. Even if you know, like, you shouldn't have been in that situation. It wasn't really your fault for being there. It still feels kind of shitty. But I just had to be, be tough as fuck about it because it, is, it was what it was. The dad was just so... I think at one point he walked away from the stage and was just started talking to his wife. Like, uh, yeah, obviously I couldn't hear him, but it was like, uh, what the fuck did you do? Why did you do this? How much did you spend on this? So that's what I'm guessing. So I walk by her and she just goes like, oh, I'm, I'm going to send you your check. Like that was the first thing out of her mouth, right? I wasn't about to, even though I knew it wasn't really totally my fault, I also wasn't about to sit there and be like, hey, I'm, let's do this right now, right? Because I felt like shit. Uh, so I go, okay, okay. Me and my roommate get out of there. I get the check a few weeks later. The check is for $125, okay? 400 is what we agreed on. And I, uh, and this is the thing, at that point, I earned that $400, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I, it was, I wasn't good, but I also told him not to book me. So I call the lady. She thinks I'm probably just gonna be happy getting what I got. And so I call the lady and I said, hey, uh, Ms. Kessler, I remember her name. I go, uh, I just got the check, it is for $125. I go, we said 400, so I'm wondering where the other $275 is. And she goes, she starts off this way. She goes, no, no, no. We always said 125. And I said, nah. I go, we said 400. And she goes, no, no, it was always 125. And I go, you know, not to be argumentative, but it was 400. And she goes, no, it was always 125. I said, listen, lady, you should have just sent me 100 and said you said 100 instead of 400 because there's like a, you know, only one word difference there. 125 sounds nothing like 400, you know? So I said, you should have sent me 100 then if you're gonna lie about like the numbers. It was, you know, I go, and I finally just go, I didn't wanna have to do this, but I go, look, I go, I got in the email, you know? I go, the email of my manager is $400. I go, so you owe me, you know, another 275 bucks. What's going on here? And then she finally had enough and she, and she thought she was gonna hurt me with this. This is the best part. She goes, she goes, you're lucky you got what you got. You bombed my daughter's bat mitzvah. I didn't miss a beat. I was like, I know, I was there. I go, but you owe me another $275. And she was like, you were terrible. She keeps thinking like, this is gonna hurt my feelings. I was like, miss, I know I was. I go, I told you not to book me. You kept saying it'd be fine because I was a cute Jewish boy and that was it. That was your entire reasoning behind it. I go, you owe me another 275 bucks. And she goes, you were so bad. She goes, I, I can't even believe you're arguing this. You should be happy with what you got. And I go, if somebody tells you not to buy a shirt because it's going to give you a rash, and then you go, ah, who cares? And you buy it anyways, then you get a rash. You can't be like, what the fuck? <laughs> a rash from this shirt? It's like, yes, I told you don't buy the shirt. So long story short, or long story long, whatever this, however long this has been, uh, 15 minutes, something like that, I, um, I never got the other $275. And I really hope, I mean, 
you know, obviously when you start out in comedy and stuff or in entertainment, you want to make it, you know, you want to be famous. I don't really care that much about being famous. I, I just like to have, you know, a nice career, I guess. Um, but I kind of want to be famous just so I could, that lady could see it. Because you know her and her husband are like, no way. <laughs> that guy sucks! Thank you for listening to my daddy.